Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave Burles Berlin. Hmm. What's up, Doc? Yes. <laughs> it's Wednesday. Word. And, and, yeah, that's right, listeners. I said we were going to have guest co-host, and we do have a guest co-host. None other than Claude Fly Till I Die Lathan. Yes, yes. So happy to be back. Yeah. I don't know if I can compete with a what's up, Doc, though. It's all right. You don't have to. Nope. You're the guest co-host. You can do whatever you want. It's fine. Well, you can't do whatever you want. We'll mute your mic if you do whatever you want. Wait, but, what? You know, <laughs> you can do most of the things you want. Yes! Uh, I'm very excited about this show. Uh, I think I think in general... Our show's been going well. Am I right, Dave? Has it been going well? Dude, dude we're trending upwards. We That's are trending upwards. I mean, good segments, good guests, like last week's Roger Mooking, this week Matt Stoney, new music from Rock and Yella. Pretty solid stuff. And you're killing the Instagram? Yeah. Well, I'm here to let you guys know we've reached another level. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, Uh-oh. Yeah, because this past week, this past week... Tom Brady, the six-time Super Bowl champion, 14-time Pro Bowler, that Tom Brady. Wow. He turned us down to be on the show. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That is right. He turned us down, man. Can you believe it? They they gave us the time of day. The endorser. An official turn down? Yes. Yes, the endorser of my pajama pants turned us down. Say what? That is correct. Claude, have you ever felt a pair of Tom Brady pajama pants? Hmm. I really wish that I have. Yeah, they're amazing. I have a whole monologue about it. If you want to dig back in the files of the Doc G show, I talk about it for way too long on one of the shows. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You you were pumped about them. I remember you getting them. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. I have the legs of an 18-year-old now because of the rejuvenating powers of my Tom Brady pants. It's It's not an exaggeration to say. Anyways, I derailed. Listeners... I know what you're thinking. You're like, um, but he's not coming on the show. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. He's not coming on the show, but you're missing the big picture, listeners. Yes! His publisher, uh, publicist actually responded. That's big time. Exactly. Now, to the listeners out there that aren't aware, I'm constantly out in these streets trying to reel in Hustling. the- Yeah, trying to get the real big guest. Most of the time, I fail. So true. Now, don't get me wrong. Matt Stoney, this week, huge guess. I did not fail big, on Matt Stoney. Guess. Yeah. I mean, the dude has 8 million followers on YouTube. Jeez. But wow. let's be real. Tom Brady, he's another level. He's he's another le- He's like Taylor Swift, Tom Hanks level. Which, which, oh, wow. Which, real quick. Si- Passed away. Side note on Taylor Swift. She doesn't follow a single person on Instagram. Wait, what? So she literally just goes on posts and then gets off. Yeah, don't don't you th- don't you think? <laughs> Can you imagine having social media like that? <laughs> Not a single person. Who do you, who do you think you are, Taylor? Girl, come Tom on. Brady follows two hundred and ninety-two people. All right, Tom Brady follows Unreal Snacks, 
Rick Ross, and YG. Word. I mean, what do you? Real quick, Dave. Perfect. What do you? What do you think YG thought when he saw that Tom Brady was following him? What? Hmm. what? Yeah, I know. Like, really? could you? He's like, he must have messed up and clicked the wrong thing. Yeah, like, I mean, can you really see Tom Brady before a game? Like, you know what? YG Loco. That's what I'm putting it on. And I'm going to look at some unreal snacks before this game. Yes! Like, it seems really odd. I derailed again. Here's the thing. Typically, when I call or email the big guns, I get ignored. A straight-up voicemail or no response. That's what I get. So true. I feel I feel like Patrick Swayze in Ghosts. That's what I get. No response. There's no... I'm, I'm imaginary. But not with Tom Brady. Nope. That's right. Not only that, you want to know how his publicist ended the uh, the email? Um, she's like, maybe if we have openings in the future, we'd love to get him on. Oh, that might have even been better than what she actually did. But no. No. Oh, she, dang. she said, best of luck on your show. Say what? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That was sweet of her. That's yeah, did right. you hear that, guys? Tom Brady's publicist told us best of luck on our show, which if you strip it down to the nuts and bolts, it essentially yep. is an endorsement mm -hmm. by Tom Brady. That's essentially yes. what it, it is. It's his camp. It sounds like it to me. Tom Brady endorsed the show. <laughs> Legally and technically, I'm sure we're not allowed to say that. Nope. But regardless, yes. guys, are you ready with Tom Brady's blessing to fire up this show? I'm ordering a jersey right now. Yes! yes! Dave! The goat is supports the Doc G Show. All right, let's fire it up. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Guys, I am fantastic. I, I am fantastically enthused what? about this show now that I have Tom Brady's endorsement. So true. Because we have a great show today. We have professional eater Matt Megatoad Stoney. Yeah, yeah. One of the best, oh, yeah. best eaters in the world. In fact, he's the only person to have beaten Joey Chestnut in the past twelve years at the Fourth no of July. Way. Yeah, past past twelve years, he has been undefeated except for the one lone year, 2015. Matt Megatoad Stoney, and I keep going back to this, but Matt Megatoad Stoney also ate 22 pounds of. Pumpkin pie in eight minutes. Wait, what? Twenty-two oh pounds. That's all. I'm, I wonder if it had some whipped cream on it. It did. I've seen the. I've seen the videos. I mean, you think about that's that. That's awesome. That I can't even fathom it. That's all. I mean, <laughs> almost three pounds of pie a minute for eight minutes. That's unreal. It, it turned out to be eighty-five slices of pie, which is ridiculous. Um, not only that, though, guys, as you know, Dave, we do some world premieres on this show, and we've got a world premiere right. today. World premiere from our boys, Rockin' Yella. Can't wait to play this jam. Representing the 803. Very excited to play this one. We're going to play it after Ooh. Rip from the Headlines. Yes, it's going to be good. But first, we start where we start. Birthday suit. Happy birthday, President. Okay, guys. All right. Now, yeah. I know you're both big sport enthusiasts, so it's in your wheelhouse. I'll give you that. There we go. Uh, here we go. Our birthday suit wearer was born on May 22nd, 1987 in Belgrade, Yugoslavia. Hmm. Oh. 
From a young age, our birthday suitwear was interested in tennis. Started playing at the age of four. Interestingly, he also was interested in languages. Word. He knows five different languages now. Serbian, English, French, German, and Italian. Yeah. At a young age, our fort, uh, our birthday suit wear at 14 started his international career. He turned professional in 2003. Since then, he has gone on to win 15 Grand Slams and is currently ranked number one in the world. Name is that it birthday suit wear. Novak Drogovic? Yeah, Drogovic? Close enough. Yeah. The Joker. The Djokovic. Yes. Yes, Let's indeed. Go. There nice. it is. The Joker. Probably, I don't know. I think I like Nadal better. Wait, what? And I think, I, no offense. Oh, yeah. I love the Joker, but Nadal just seems angry all the time. That's right. He just, he just like, you have offended him by stepping on the tennis court, and he has got to prove how much he has offended. Jeez. But no, nonetheless, Joker, not stoppable. Nope. That guy is number one in the world. 15 Grand Slams. Dang. Fair. I didn't even know that. Yeah, very Dang, impressive. Happy birthday to him. And he's, what, 87 was his birthday? Yeah, yeah. So He's pretty young. So th- 32, 32. He's got a lot more Dang. years to go than, say, old uh, 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 Federer. Yeah. His Federer, I think, is like 36. I want to say 36. I might be wrong. But he's definitely younger than him. So Nonetheless, true. and five languages. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. Celebrate. Yeah, smart guy. I mean, I've I've barely got one down. I don't think you could technically say I have English down. Nope. So you know, mm. that's impressive. Impressive. Uh, <laughs> Claude, you may be unaware, but about four weeks ago, hmm. I made an egregious error on this show. Wait, what? Yeah, you may be asking what the error was. Well, I made a sweeping <laughs> assumption. That there basically weren't any more Millards in the world. Girl, come on! Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was like, who's even called Millard these days? Then I went on, and I made the assumption that maybe Millards weren't funny. Maybe they weren't sexy. Maybe they weren't adored around the world, (laughs) which we all know that is wrong. Wrong on all accounts. And therefore... Did you find a Millard? That's right. I've started a segment on this show called Millard's Still Exist. It's Millard time. Yes! Dave, (laughs) are you ready for this week's Millard? Dude, let's hear it. Millard Fretland, attorney at law. Yes! Oh, wow. Mm, Yes! Big shot. My man Millard has been practicing law for over 30 years. Years. Say what? That's right. Oh, he's a spring chicken in the field. That's right. Now, yeah. now I, I'm, I'm guessing you're like, where has he practiced law? Well, I think the question more is, where has he not practiced law in Florida? Because yes. it's basically everywhere. Yes. Southern District, Middle District, Northern District. I mean, if he was in Hong Kong, he'd probably hit up the Central District. Shout out to the Central District. The best district. Shout out to the Central District. <laughs> yes. Now I know what you did. His publicist did his publicist reject an interview as well. Mm. You know what? I didn't actually get in contact with his publicist. Nope. I don't know if Miller. Maybe on the next Miller, I should actually get him on the show. That's a good call, Claude. <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. That's a good. That's a good idea. I might get the next Miller on the show. It might be too much legwork, but we'll try. Nonetheless, <laughs> I know what you're thinking. 
You're probably thinking, well, if he's a lawyer, what's his AVO score? Because AVO.com is my online marketplace for legal services that allows me to review potential legal officials. So well, true. I'll tell you what his AVO score is. 8.1 out of 10. Say what? That's right. Dang. He's above Ooh. average. So if you're thinking... Slightly above average. If you're thinking, hmm, <laughs> Millard Fretlin, I'd say he's probably below average. Well, you can go f*** yourself, because Millard <laughs> is above average. <laughs> that is right. Yes. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. Well, that's cool, but what does he do outside of law? Hmm. Well, for starter, your starters, he parties. Yeah. Yeah, he parties. Hard. Mm. Harder right, than you. That's right now, right. if you go to Millard's Instagram... Which he has oh, an, he Instagram has an Instagram page. Instagram. Yes. Five out of six of his pictures are a martinis. <laughs> That's it. Just a martini. <laughs> oh, wow. Five out of six. Jeez. What I'm saying is basically Millard is James Bond of Millard's. Or should I just say he's the James Bond of James Bonds? Because all Millers are James Bonds. That's right. That's a fact. Is that too many Damn James right. Bonds? Was that confusing? No, Did you get that? That was awesome. Okay, uh, good. It's a lot. Good. What? Now, I know what you're going through in your head. You're like, okay, I got it. So this dude's a bad attorney at law. He's a hardcore party animal. But I need a little bit more substance to my Millers. We'll try this on for size. This Millard is the former president and still active member of Mana Food Bank. That's right. He does charity and he gets work back too. to the community. Yeah. Yes. yes. What I'm trying. What an amazing Millard. I know. I know. What I'm trying to tell Dude, this, you guys. This may be the best Millard yet, Doc. Well, what I'm trying to tell you is you can't spell Millard Fretland without ten. That's a fact. As in, you know what, Millard Fretland, he's a ten out of ten. The man is a white-hot sex monster <laughs> with the brains of Einstein. Go, Millard. You go. Yes. Woo. Woo. I'm jazzed. Sex oh. monster. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. You need, a, you, need a, you need a cold glass of water after I that do. one. I do. Sound I all hot and bothered I over do. there. I do. I'm getting... Okay. Okay. Are you guys... Millard's got you going. You guys ready to move on? You guys ready to move on? You don't need on? a break, do you? Mm. I, think, I, I think I'm good. Are you ready to rip some headlines? Dude, rip it. Okay. Lego. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Okay. Um, here we go. Dave, hmm. you know in the yes, movies sir. where one of the characters poses as a cop, but mm -hmm. but it doesn't work and they get in trouble? What's that movie where it was like, let's be cops or... Yeah, there's an actual full-on movie. What I thought of was Black yeah. Sheep with uh, Chris Farley, where he takes the mm. cop car and he acts like uh, a cop. Well, apparently in Arkansas, that actually works mm. for at least a certain amount of time. When you, that makes sense that it's in Arkansas. <laughs> when you pose as a cop, <laughs> you can actually get away for it for a little bit. So, Nicholas Lowe who is being held uh, in Washington County Detention Center in Arkansas, uh, he decided to call his girlfriend up, Maxine Feldstein, uh, who had just been bonded literally out of jail hours before this. Jeez. So she had just gotten out of jail. And Nicholas was like, hey, here's what you're going to need to do. You're going to need to call up the Washington County Detention Center and act like a police officer from Ventura County, California. What? and give them the papers to release me. So she did. Maxine called them up, and they released Nick from prison. 
Now, two days later, the actual Ventura County police officers who were supposed to pick up their inmate, Nicholas Lowe, came a-knocking. And that's when the uh, the Arkansas police realized, oh, you know what? Hmm. I think we've been duped. I think... I th- ooh, that's this is... crazy. A- yeah, and... I got to be honest, that's got to be super embarrassing yes! for the Arkansas police. When the Ventura police are like, hey, we're here for Nick. And they're like, uh, didn't you, didn't you call up like a, like two days ago? And they were like, no. Hmm. The cops are like, oh, wow, a lady called up. Said they were Virginia, Virginia, Ventura police. They sound really convincing. Sorry. Sorry, we already gave... Gave away. Uh, that's our bad. Our ba- We'll go find him for you. We'll be. We won't do it again next time. Nope. So he was caught, and he was thrown back in prison. And on top of that, uh, Maxine is now serving 15 years. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Not. Don't want to pose as a police officer. They take that serious. I don't, I don't take, know if that's worth that. Take no, not. Two days for def- 15 years. Definitely yeah. not. Nope. Definitely not. Claude. Hmm. Claude, yeah, we uh, we all know you were a you were a baller growing up. So true. You were a baller, right? Shot caller. You know, you know. You were a big you were big into the AAU, big into the high school balling. Um, did you ever play rec league ball before that as like a tyke? Hmm. Oh yeah, I uh, I played in YMCA and uh, pard basketball. Nice, for a while. very nice. So um. During any of these uh, rec league games, did a uh, parent ever try to trip you during a game? Hmm. Uh, I saw parents get kicked out. Okay. You know. <laughs> okay. Um, I I can't say I can't say one ever tried to trip me. Okay. How about did they ever? Did you ever hear one of the uh, fans tell the kids on the other team to hit you in the face with an elbow? Hmm. I mean, I, I'm sure that they were parents that wouldn't have been against it. What? I will. This is. You need to know the the backstory though of where I came from, which I'll try and make it super short. It's you know I was a I was playing for First Presbyterian. Oh. And uh, my my dad. Yeah, I uh, hear those Presbyterians are rough. <laughs> Dude, those church leagues get rowdy. No, it was crazy, man. These people, these guys are intense. So my dad and mom switch over to First Baptist. So I become Baptist as a young kid. No, oh, no. But First Presbyterian's YMCA team just got better and better as I got older. And my dad wanted to coach that YMCA team with me on it, mm. uh, so we could win. Mm. And uh, sure enough, we we switched memberships back to Presbyterian. Mm. Just so we Just would win for the, the champion te- <laughs> uh, championship, yeah. Mm. We went undefeated and we won the championship. Nothing, and uh, nothing like changing you know, your faith for basketball. I like it. So true. We were praising Lord the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> all, all one God. I understand. Well, anyways, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, that's apparently what happens in California: is parents trip kids. <laughs> And elbow kids, or tell their other kids to elbow the other kids in the face. Word. So, uh, Cornerstone Basketball Academy went up to play Folsom Elite Basketball Academy at the Hardwood Palace in the 10 and under tournament in Rockland, California. So, under 10. Sounds legit. There's a video of a parent hmm. trying to trip one of the kids. Wait, what? 
And in addition, <laughs> the coach of the other team said one of the kids during the timeout came up and said, hey, coach, there's a parent on the sideline. It's a woman. I think she's wearing a pink hat. She's been telling their kids to elbow us in the face. Hmm. It was the same <laughs> woman that was trying to trip kids in the video. Girl, come on. Ridiculous. So the manager of the Hard wow. Hardwood Palace said the woman has been banned from future tournaments. In addition, Folsom Elite Basketball said they have addressed the situation with the parent directly. Um, I mean, I feel like they should be a little bit more explicit in how they directed the parent, you know, directly, how they how they dealt with it. Because all they said Dude. was they, they resolved the situation directly with the parent. Hmm. And, you know. My mom, I, my mom barely knew the rules. That? Like... That mom is so hardcore that she's doing everything she can to help that team win. I mean, I don't want to go out on a limb here. You know, Dave, I'm a history buff. Yes! But I'm pretty sure this is how ISIS started. So true. Somebody tripped a kid in a youth basketball <laughs> game. I'm pretty sure that's it. Hmm. It was either that or United States occupied Iraq following the Iraqi war. One of the two. Hmm. Uh, I can't remember which one, but I'm pretty sure it's the what basketball if that was, one. What if that was your wife or your, you know, or your mom? That's, That's embarrassing. It's so very embarrassing. embarrassing. You're like, yeah. God, mom, stop tripping, kids. It's uncalled for. Jesus, I got. Well, at that age, maybe they think it's funny. I don't know. I don't. She seemed pretty serious in that video. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, Claude. Hmm. Talk to me. Do you remember when Gucci made a really, really dumb racist sweater? Hmm. Uh, has it only been once? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. This one. This Good one happened point. a couple of months ago, though. Um, <laughs> this was the one where they emulated blackface on a turtleneck, mm. and they when you pulled it over your face, it basically gave you big cartoonish lips, like it was blackface. And the sweater was black. Um, well, after that happened, Gucci came out and said, Hey, we're sorry about that. And uh, everybody was like, Well, that was dumb. I bet Gucci won't do that again. Hmm. Well, they decided to do that again. Nope. Yes. Oh, here we are. The Gucci. Full circle. I introduced to you guys the Gucci Indie Full Turban. Word. That's right. Ready to offend Asians, Indians, Africans, Sikhs, and many others around the world starting last week. That's right. Surprisingly, <laughs> I think this one might actually offend more people than the last one. Yes! It might be. I don't know. I don't know. They might, and not only that, but it's culturally and religiously offensive. So true. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm looking at it, and they, they got the white guy wearing it. Yeah, even more amazing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> even more amazing, too. $799. I know. Oh, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be offensive, you can be offensive on Amazon. I found a delightful turban for $15. I mean, if you want to wear a turban... <laughs> You can get one for far, far cheaper so than Gucci's seven hundred and ninety-nine dollars. It doesn't even have a Gucci emblem on the front of it. Girl, come like, on. It's like, just plain blue. Come on, guys, do better. I mean, we're we're from South Carolina. I'm from South Carolina. You know, it 
there's some people down there with some old South money that might put the you know fork that out. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. They might find a nice you know Panama Jack hat better better suited for them. A riverboat gambler hat <laughs> than a than well, a. a- Gucci. And I don't remember what company it was, but there was another one that made the jacket with the um, like chains on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't think that was Gucci. I don't I want to say it wasn't. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm. Uh, Dave, hit me. Uh, we've got a problem uh, with uh, Justin's parents' homeland. Wait, what? The Philippines. Oh, not the Philippines. Yep. Yep. So do you know the, the, the president of the Philippines, Dave? Hmm. Uh, is it Justin's uncle? It is not. It is not Justin's oh. ug- uncle. It's uh, <laughs> nope. It's Rodrigo Duterte. Um, nope. Rodrigo Duterte, uh, to put it lightly, he can be a tad extreme. Word. A tad. Um, he once compared himself to Adolf Hitler when talking about how many drug dealers he was going to kill in the Philippines. Wait, what? Um, And Dave, I'm not sure if you're aware, but of the people to compare yourself to, it's pretty much the worst on the list. That's a fact. It's pretty much... Yeah. Can't get worse than that. He also, in a speech to the Philippines, uh, claims he told uh, the secretary, then Secretary of State John Kerry, that the U.S. ambassador to the Philippines, Philip Goldberg was, quote, a son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh, wow. Said that <laughs> in an address to the country. Um, well, he had another interesting tidbit this past week about trash. Hmm. So apparently more than 100 containers filled with household waste believed to be recyclable plastic arrived in the port of Manila between 2013 and 14. It was a private Canadian company, Chronic Inc., that sent those there. And uh, apparently, there was some talking between Canada and the Philippines, and uh, Chronic Inc. broke a violation, and the Philippines wanted the trash out of the Philippines. That's right! Uh, And apparently, they didn't do it fast enough for President uh, Duterte. And he went on a uh, country address, and he told the country... Um, he was going to war with Canada over this trash. Wait, what? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Seems a little bit rash, right? Right? That's like somebody, uh, saying, like, you know, somebody being like, hey, can you pick me up from the airport? And you being like, sorry, man, I gotta, I I gotta be at work. And then being like, oh, well then I guess I'm gonna have to set your car on fire. Oh, come on! Whoa! Whoa, we just ratcheted this intensity up like four notches too high. Too high for trash. Yeah. Hopefully they can work it out. Canada seems confident, but I got to be honest. Get too trashy. Wouldn't that be a weird war? Canada and I don't feel like Canada's about those vibes. They aren't. They like that type of vibe. No, they aren't. They really aren't. Justin, Prime Minister Justin. Yeah, not about that. Not about that. Uh, Claude. Yo. Once you moved to Florida, did you start to notice large amounts of invasive species that Florida has? Hmm. I noticed a significantly, uh, you know, we had skinks and whatnot back home, but there's way more lizards. Yes. And uh, there's apparently, you know, I have a, 
I am a dog owner. I yeah. love my uh, my Lily girl. Yeah. She is um, my pride and joy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at night, you have to be careful because there are these frogs mm -hmm. that jump around here. <laughs> and if the dog gets close enough to these Make them real frogs, sick. and excuse me, if, if it's a toad, I, I apologize. It's something large, and it's one or the other. And it's, a lick it, yeah, it's a toad. Yep, it's a toad. Uh, is it a toad? Yeah, it could end up being, you know, uh, deathly in about 20 minutes or less. Yeah. So, um, if you're in Florida, watch out for those. Yeah, well, you got a lot of invasive species, about 115 species not native to Florida. Um, that's just animals. Uh, so this past week, the Wildlife Services of Florida gave Brevard County Zoo some animals that definitely do not need to become invasive species in Florida. Hmm. Uh, that would be the Brazilian salmon pink bird-eating tarantula. Ew. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Wildlife Services said they were likely bred from illegally wild-caught adults, mm. and they will soon be on display at uh, Brevard, uh, Brevard Zoo. Um, I'm going to say right now, if there are illegal breeders of these uh, tarantulas, uh, and they made them invasive species. Uh, I'm out of Florida. That's a fact. I love Florida, mm. but I'm not walking. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not walking around and football-sized spiders dropping on my head. That's not gonna happen. Nope. These. That's a lot worse than weird lizards and frogs and toads. These things have an 11-inch leg span. Wait, what? And that's not just a. That's not just a scary name to scare away other animals. They really eat birds. Jeez. Yeah. Those oh things are frightening. No, th keep them in. What would you do if you ran into one? I would cry. That's a fact. I would immediately <laughs> just start Girl crying. Cry. <laughs> I would immediately. Actually, a funny story about that. Uh, in in college, uh, I went to my advisor, who was a biology major, uh, Professor uh, uh, Mafia was his last name, actually, and uh, he actually uh, showed me, poured out onto his uh, desk pink-haired tarantulas that were baby tarantulas. Ew. They were like quarter-sized tarantulas. You're like, isn't that awesome? And I was like, no. Nope. Pick them back up. They're frightening and they're scurrying everywhere. But the thing is, is when they're, when they're uh, juveniles, they move much slower. They're sort of like I don't know, like robots when they're uh, when they're juveniles. Hmm. They're all slow and just. I mean, I think this is right after they come out. But I got to be honest, if that thing grew by like twenty times the size, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Mm -hmm. That's 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 top of my list of I'm not a fan. No, not a fan. Nope. I get it. They do a lot of things for ecosystem spiders. I try to be as friendly to them as possible. I shoo them out of the house if I can. But I'm not living with 11-inch tarantulas. Not happening. Dude, I've been in the hospital twice for spider bites. Oh, Jesus, Claude. Really? Oh, Crap. Yeah, a, a, nothing made nothing like I wasn't gonna die, but enough to put like a rash on my arm and a, and get like an ointment to get it off. A yeah. survivor, gosh, that's it. Never going to South Carolina. My lord, it's intense, guys. And then why, <laughs> guys? We are gonna take a break. We are gonna hear from our boys, Rock and Yella. If you didn't catch the show with Rock and Yellow, that was almost two years ago, May thirty first, two thousand seventeen. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. But They've got a new song. The song is called Do It. This is Rock and Yella with Do It.
right here on the Doc G Show. Draw them all the juice then. Man, I bet y'all in that hole wrong. Might pull up stunting on my old ho. Might pull up flex my old bankroll. Came up on some money, hunters keep on piling. Wanna fuck them so I dollar kick in front of trenches. Money gang business. Straight for snitches, never leave a witness. And that what the hoes do. Pull a gang smash with a bang on you. But look, my diamond wallet canary. I pay for them out too fair. Dripping no Ben and Jerry. Got a crib with a maid like Holly Berry. Sipping no mud, it's a quimber thirst. You just heard new music from Rock and Yellow. That was Do It. Yes. 
Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave? Guys, check out the podcast. You know, you can do it anywhere. Apple Store. Um, hmm. You can do the Google, whatever their store is called. Hmm. We've got a website, www.thedocgshow.com. Um, you know, if you want to listen to us, it's not that hard to find us. We're peddling goods. And our goods are sounds going in your ears. So true. Uh, thank you, Dave. Uh, it is now You're time welcome. to head out and see who listened to us this week. Yes. Yes. Are you ready? Ready. Uh, first place. Shout out to Rancho Cordova, California. Shout out. Oh. Hola. Yes. Claude, you ever been to Rancho Cordova? Sounds like a place I'd like to go to. Sounds pretty nice. I uh, wouldn't <laughs> mind going. How about the next place? Shout out to Blue Hill, Maine. Shout out. Yes. Oh. Give me some yeah. lobster. Yes. Yes. Some chowder. And chowder. now I just met a. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you. Um, oh, shucks. Shout out to Winnipeg, Canada. Shout yes. Hey, hey. Yeah, getting ready to next week. We're going to be talking to uh, to some Canadians there from the Sheepdogs. Yes, indeed. Uh, Dave, you may have some relatives here. Parsippany, New Jersey. Shout out. Yes. Ooh, I don't know if I do, but you know, shout out to New Jersey. The NJ. Yes, indeed. Uh, yes. I don't know how I'm going to say this, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna screw it up, no doubt. That's a fact. Surabaya. Sarabia, Indonesia. Oh, that's definitely you. Definitely got that one right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the confidence, Dave, because right now there are people sitting in Indonesia like, "What a moron!" That's a fact. I can speak four <laughs> languages, and this guy can't pronounce our city. What an idiot! Oh, come on. Anyways, they set you up. It's fine. Uh, shout out to Froome, England. Froome. Froome. Yes, mm, cup of tea. And a yes. Shout out lots of listens from this area. Kenner, Louisiana. Kenner. Shout out. Dang. Yes. It's all over the place. Uh, a very uh, popular place these days. Shout out to Moscow, Russia. Shout out. Yes. Oh, okay. Going yeah. all the way over there. Okay. And lots. <laughs> yes, Claude. Fuzzy, <laughs> Fuzzy hats indeed. Lastly, shout out to Atwater, Minnesota. Shout out. Atwater, Minnesota. Anything special over there? Not that I can think of. Kevin Garnett. Uh, he's not there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kevin Garnett. He left like 12 years ago, right? That's fine. Um, anyways, guys, are you ready? Next birthday suit. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Our birthday suit wearer was born May 22nd, 1986 in Redwood City, California. He grew up loving sports, and in high school he played quarterback for the football team at Woodside High School. He led the team to an unbeaten record, and after high school, our birthday suit wearer spent a year attending college of San Mateo, hmm. where he had a very successful season, but nonetheless, he transferred to Kent State, where he majored in business management. 
We uh, he was a three-year starter at Kent State. At Julian Edelman. No, oh, look at you go, my oh, wow. go. Yes, <laughs> yes, Julian Edelman, indeed. He broke. You're killing it tonight. He broke the total offense single-season record at Kent State. And in 2009 draft, he was selected by the New England Patriots, 232nd overall. But since with the Patriots, he has played 10 seasons, won three Super Bowls, and he was the Super Bowl MVP for last year's Super Bowl. Mr. Julian Edelman, yes. yes. Happy birthday, Julian Edelman. Is it a coincidence that Tom Brady denied us and we had Julian Edelman in the same show? I don't show? think like, so. No. 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 <laughs> The verdict is they both love us. That's the verdict. Exactly. <laughs> uh, happy birthday to Julian Edelman, uh, turning the big 3-3. Trent A.E. Trace. That's right. I went into a second language, you guys. Two languages. Say what? That's right. By the end of the show, you'll, you'll have two still. No, no. I'll go back Working to... Working on five right I'll, now. I'll regress to one. Don't worry. Um, Dave, we got a big we got a big weekend coming up. Oh, yeah, what do we got going on? What do you think we got going on? It's a pretty big weekend. Can you reach back in the memory banks? What do we got? Hmm. Um, Last weekend. There it is. There it is. Yes, Memorial Day. Yes, okay. that is right. Okay. You know, it's become a pretty big holiday. So, so you know what that means? Hmm. We got to celebrate it? Yeah, we do. With some hot oh, takes gotta, of history. Oh, yes. I knew that was coming. Yep. Yes. <laughs> hot, hot, hot takes of history. HTH. HTH. D- yes. Dave. Hmm. Do you know why Memorial Day was originally celebrated? Um. Well, is it where it's in memory of like. No, it's Veterans Day. Um, no, you're on the right. You're on the right track. It, it's you're 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 you know remembering others that have served and like fallen, are no longer with us. Fallen yeah. soldiers. Yes, and originally okay. it was the Civil War. The Civil War. Yeah, that's a fact. It was estimated that a at least six hundred and twenty thousand Americans died during the Civil War. Jeez. Goodness gracious. That was two percent of the population then. Two percent. Girl, come on. Wow. That is a huge amount of people. Ridiculous. Yes. Ridiculous. Uh, uh, still, add all the deaths, American deaths from World War One, World War Two, uh, Civil War. Still more American deaths. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow. H T H. H T H. Takes of history. Claude. That's me. Yes. That is you. As I previously mentioned, Memorial Day uh, made to celebrate fallen soldiers of the Civil War. Uh, as a response, some southern states decided, you know what? Eh, we're still going to celebrate Confederate Memorial Day. Wait, what? In, f- in fact, good old Virginia, Virginia still celebrates Confederate Memorial Day on Memorial Day. What? Right? So they celebrate Memorial Day and Confederate Memorial Day on the same day. Which you gotta admit, it's pretty bizarre. Hmm. 
I, Which I, one do they believe in more is the question. Well, obviously. I've got I've to gotta say, I've came up with an analogy. Are you ready for my analogy? I want to hear it. it. It's sort of like if your grandpa decided one day he was going to kill your grandma. Jeez. And he decided, he, he tried to do this, and he tried to do it for a real long time. And he was almost successful. Like, he really, really got at her. But eventually, he was like, you know what? She's tired me out. She's just too crafty and resilient. I can't kill her. And everybody in the family was like, man, that was nuts, right? Thank God that's over. And then, Grandma's birthday rolls around. And the grandkids come over to celebrate. But like half of them bring over a cake that says, remember that time Grandpa almost killed Grandma? And then they force everybody to do the Macarena. That's sort of like what this is. So true. That's sort of... Pretty much just... You sat. You just like came up with who wrote "Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer." Yeah, well, that's sort of what it is. I mean, honestly, <laughs> Virginia is the grandkids that are like, "Hey, you know what? Let's celebrate Grandpa almost killing Grandma." Mm. That's what they're doing. It's sort of weird. Yes. It's sort of weird. Think about it, listeners. That's a perfect analogy. Yes. I dare you to find a better analogy. There isn't one. I nailed it. That's a fact. I nailed it. Pretty H- spot on. H-T-H. 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 takes of history. Dave, did you know you've probably been flying your American flag improperly on Memorial Day? Wait, what? Impossible. Word. Uh, proper flag etiquette for Memorial <laughs> Day <laughs> is that you fly the flag half-mast until noon. Then, full mass for the rest of the day until sunset. Hmm. Yep, you're right. I was doing it improperly. <laughs> That's right. That is proper flag etiquette. Wow. Hopefully, all the listeners will be flying their flag properly this Memorial Day. <laughs> so there will be like three flags properly done by our listeners. At least, yes. Maybe even five. Memorial Day is a Shout out to Indonesia. What? That's right. Yes, <laughs> you're correct, Claude. Indonesia. <laughs> Which would be really weird now that I think of it. <laughs> They're like, you know what? Let's celebrate Memorial Day. Hmm. There we go. That's yeah. it. HTH. HTH. Takes of history. Claude. Yeah, yeah. Did you know... The difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. We just brought up Veterans Day. Do you know the difference? Hmm. Memorial Day are for the ones that passed away, and Veterans Day can be celebrated for those that are living. Nailed it! Nicely done, Claude. According to, to the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, Memorial Day is a day to honor those who died in battle or as a result of wounds sustained in war. Whereas Veterans Day, November 11th, honors everyone who served honorably, honorably in the military. So true. So if so, so just a fun fact, Claude, if you want everyone to hate you, anytime you see somebody celebrating a veteran who's still alive on Memorial Day, run up to them and say, what? You can't celebrate that person until November 11th. I'm sorry. I'm I'll just... Uh, I'll just clip out this one part of the show where I'm talking about this and I, I explained what the difference exactly. is and just keep I'll just play that for everyone that I run into. <laughs> Nicely done. And then you Well, can you t- know what what I, what I was wondering is do those people during 
Memorial Day, do they try to eat for free like everywhere like they get on Veterans Day? <laughs> hmm. I don't know. But if they do, the Department of Veterans Affairs may have something to say to them. They may. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, HTH. HT freaking H. HTH. Takes of history. Dave. Yes, sir. It's very popular to celebrate uh, Memorial Day with a cookout or a picnic, am I right? You have to do it that way. So true. Yeah, do you want to know why that's the popular way to do it? Uh, because that's how they did it during the Civil War. They were, they were out in the fields barbecuing hmm. and picnicking. Well, apparently, <laughs> frolicking through the through the apparently through the, on the exactly. first Memorial Day, also known as Decoration Day. Yes, that was the original name, by the way. Fun fact: um, they went out to celebrate it decorating. by going to the cemetery and actually having a meal on the grave. What? Uh, that's kind of that's kind of thoughtful and sweet. I'm going to be honest, though. It really inches up the creepiness. Just a little bit. You know? Have you never done that? No. Nope. No, I have not. I mean, I've gone out to a cemetery and talked to some dead folks I know, but I've never had, like, I, I feel like you when, you, eating out there. when you have a barbecue on top of them, it's sort of like <laughs> having it in their face. Like, hey, take this. Uh-huh. I can eat, and you're totally not eating with me. Like, That's a I've, good point. I feel. I drank a mocha frappe out in the graveyard. <laughs> what? Uh, yep. They hated you for sure. Cheers! <laughs> cheers to you guys. This frappe is for you. Well, it was for someone. It was. Th- there you <laughs> I go. I got chocolate because they didn't like caramel. Oh, nicely done. Good job. Oh, Way wow. to be thoughtful, Claude. H T H. H T H. Takes of history. Uh, Claude, did you know yeah. that Memorial Day is the second biggest grilling day in the United States? Hmm. Behind uh, the Fourth of July. Boom! There you go. Wow. Nicely done, Claude. Nice. It's also the second biggest beer drinking day in the United States. Do you know the oh, biggest? Yeah. Uh, St. Patrick's Day? No, it's still the oh. 4th of July. Oh, yeah. man. Trick question. Because, I mean, what goes the best with grilling? A brew. Gotta have cold beer. A brew. HTH. HT freaking H. HT. Takes of history. Last one. Here we go, Dave. In December 2000, Congress looked at data and found that only 28% of Americans knew the true meaning of Memorial Day. Hmm. So they passed a law requiring Americans to pause at 3 p.m. local time on Memorial Day to remember and honor the fallen. So there literally is a law requiring all Americans at 3 p.m. to stop and honor those who have fallen. What? I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Yeah. So call me crazy, but I don't think their idea worked. Nope. I mean, I would go out on a limb and say less than 28% of people know they're actually supposed to pause at 3 p.m. to honor those that have fallen. You know? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think we're working at like 
zero percent. Did any of uh, you said you didn't know, Claude? Did you nope. know? Hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, so <laughs> no, I did not. So as far as us. We've got 0% that knew that we were supposed to stop at 3 and honor those nice. that have fallen. But this year, we will make for sure 3 p.m. It's happening. Word. Nonetheless. Not doing nothing. Nonetheless, guys, that has been HTH. We are going to take a quick break, and we are going to be right back with none other than Matt Stoney. Yeah. Great HTH. Yes. What's up? This Rock Montana. This Mucho Yellow. And this Rockin' Yellow. And you're listening to Doc G Show from 803 to 904. The best show on the radio. You dig? Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today we are joined by a man that has eaten 103 tacos in eight minutes, a man that has eaten 255 peeps in five minutes, a man that seems to have an endless stomach. Yes! Matt. Megatoad Stony, Matt, what's happening, man? Not much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's take let let's start off by taking the uh, listeners back. Uh, you started your competitive eating with a uh, lobster roll competition in uh, in Hampton Beach. Hmm. Uh, how did you decide on that one? Yeah, it was a, it was 2010, so. <laughs> Almost at a decade now. Yeah. Uh, I was just starting. I was actually, I wasn't in college yet. I was just starting college. Um, so I was just out of high school, getting into college, had a summer job at the beach, working the arcade. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there was a lobster rolling contest. Um, that um, Hampton Beach is where I'm, my family lives from and everything. So just a local lobster rolling contest at the Seafood Festival. Um, first year they held it. Person to eat the most lobster rolls in 10 minutes. Went thousand dollars in cash. I was like, shit, what? <laughs> but nothing to lose. You yeah. know, might as well give it a go. Won the contest by just a hair, um, by I think a quarter lobster roll. Oh. Beat some guy that was like a ringer. What? Like mm-hmm. he was an ex pro eater. Supposed to win the contest. Oh, come on. Didn't expect to win. Ended yeah. up winning one of the closest contests and uh, nice. walked away feeling like a million bucks. <laughs> and, uh, now, when you when you won it, was it was it sort of an automatic thing? Were you like, all right, oh, this is what I'm going to do, or did it take like a couple more competitions before you're like, you know what, hmm. I should I should do this for for a living? I mean, I, I, I starkly recall at first it was automatic. Like the yeah. first when I was like when I won it, I was like, this is awesome, this is great. I'm going to do this competitive eating thing. But, like, realistically, to the extent that it's taken me in yeah. a competitive eating career from, you know, winning a few contests to beating Joey Chestnut for the first time, meeting Kobayashi back in 2011 to winning Nathan's in 2015. Like, Jeez. Um, it's been progressive. Yeah. Like, I thought I, was, I thought I was all about it in 2010. I was so excited. And it's just snowballed since there. I'm, I'm crazy opportunities. Never would have thought I'd ever climbed the mountain as high as I have. And, um, but yeah, no, I mean, the second that I won the contest, I knew I had something. Like, yeah. I knew I, I had something, like, whether it was just, like, a big stomach or whatever it was, <laughs> and I wanted to see what I could do with it. Yeah. Now, now I'm, I'm guessing when you first had that idea after the lobster roll competition, you didn't have really, you didn't expect how difficult it was going to be as far as actually, like, the training for it and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, um... I didn't expect, so um, 
I mean, this is going down a little bit <laughs> a rabbit hole here, but Joey Chestnut, yeah, like deviating a bit here. Joey Chestnut has he is one of the most annoyingly persistent people. <laughs> <to be. laughs> he, he is so t- like I did not expect it because like he if when he like he was the contest and won contest, but if he really wants to win it, he's almost unbeatable. So yeah. um, that was probably one of the hardest things is barely beating him and then the next year getting smoked by him yet again and, yeah uh, but, yeah no it, it, it's been a long journey and one of the first things i did after that contest was do some food challenges film it put it on youtube yeah and um and you know yeah it was just really just me having fun and me just trying to take advantage of opportunity yeah well so so you mentioned it obviously you you really reached that fame point when you when you dethroned uh, Joey Chestnut in 2015 and you're the yeah. only person that's beat him at the 4th of July hot dog uh, contest there over the past 12 years that's a fact uh would you yeah. say that I know 2015 was your your banner year. Would you say that was really the high point so far of your career? Hmm. Um, competitive eating wise, yes, definitely. Yeah. 2015 was that was an incredible year for me. Um, went undefeated in like over a dozen contests, uh, set world records. Um, and even 2016, like Joey and I, like even though I didn't have that undefeated year, even though I wasn't. Um, like Joey and I went to like basically both of us would go to a contest and break the previous world record. Jeez. And um it, it was just a it was a couple years of just ridiculous totals, numbers and everything. Yeah. Um but it, you know, it's not as black and white as for me because um I got my YouTube of course and the yeah. past couple of years have been great for me too. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely get there here in just a little bit. But um uh you, you know, you mentioned uh, Joey and how he can turn it on and everything and uh, would you say there's any like particular food that you know that you might have the edge on him, or is is, is it just like you said? If he wants to eat it, he's gonna he, he can he can take it. Ooh, um, I think I, I I do better at foods. Um, like for example, one of the next biggest contests that's coming up before Nathan's is the Hooters Wing Eating Champion. Yeah, sweet. Like, they're returning for I think third or fourth time, fourth mm-hmm. time I believe. And um, foods like that, like Joey's, I think he's six four, since like two hundred odd pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm a five eight. Guy. Yeah. I'm a, compared to Joey, I'm a small guy. So yeah. when it comes down to foods that are technical, like a wing eating contest, or um, foods that are just rather difficult to eat, uh, like 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 kind of a chicken breast and sandwich contest. It wasn't called that, but yeah. um, foods that, foods where the poundage isn't so high. Like you're really using your throat muscles to get the food down. Yeah. Um, or a technique to get the meat off the wings. I, I thrive in those. When it's a, it's like a soup contest or an ice cream contest, Joey would just wipe the floor with me. Nice, nice. Well, you know, I, so I saw in a uh, past interview uh, with you that you considered 2014, there was a pumpkin pie uh, contest, oh, okay. and, and you said you considered yeah, yeah. that one of your your biggest victories up to that point. Hmm. Um, twenty twenty point mm-hmm. eight pounds of pumpkin pie in eight minutes, which is absurd. Yes! Would you still consider that one of your your biggest, or have you eclipsed that? I I I, I still um I, I mean like when you say biggest win, like I, I can't deny the Fourth of July, yeah, like yeah. But it, it, in regards to like the most brutally painful <laughs> just, <laughs> like the, like like 
the record that Nathan, those numbers will go up. There's plenty of other big contests. Yeah. People might eat more Hooter wings and break. Nobody's going to break that pumpkin pie record. Yeah. It's never going to be broken. Nope. And I don't, like, I don't want to knock on wood, but like, um, I just remember, because, you know, pumpkin pie is relatively easy to eat. And, yeah. um, it goes down pretty quick. The pumpkin pie they had was delicious. Yes! And I just remember looking back because there's, there's that point in the contest where you start feeling uncomfortable and you're like, all right, how much time do I have left? Maybe halfway there, maybe maybe like two thirds of the way. I look back and it was like three minutes into the contest. And I was like, oh, jeez. And it was, it was just, it was just a grudge match. And Joe and I were literally just, I could feel him hurting and pushing himself. Like I could hear him groaning and making noise and I was making noise and, it was it was probably the most like brutal contest that I've ever been part of. Never been on the tough ones. Um, nice. Nice. That that one was that was bad. Well, you, so you, in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned so you know obviously the the Coney Island Fourth of July is a huge deal. Now I'm not I'm not uh, sure. Do you have to do uh, a qualifying competition, or since you're in the like top you know five? Hmm. Uh, uh, competitive eaters, do you have to do a qualifying contest? I don't have to qualify. Um, Major League Eating, they have a rule that I don't think they've thought too much about <laughs> simply because there haven't been too many winners. Yeah. Um, but but they had this rule that they also allowed uh, Songa Thomas, the Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, former champions uh, get a, a free ticket. Ah, okay. So, um, so uh, that's the rule that and every year I make sure to ask them just to be careful. Yeah. Because, you know, I'd be willing to qualify. I have no problem showing up to eat some hot dogs. Jo- Joey's but, um, limited that, that rule a bit, huh? Yeah, I see. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So, I mean, you know, they say former champions. In the past decade and a half, that's literally been four people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been Joey, myself, uh, Sonia Thomas, the Black Widow, and Vicky Studio currently. Yeah. The reigning female champion. Yeah, well... So, well sp- I don't... Speaking of a, a former champ, and you brought him up before, uh, and I, I hadn't seen this. I guess this was at the start of your your career. You've you've competed against Kobayashi before. Hmm. No, I haven't competed against him. I, oh. I, I met him once. Oh, okay. It was a really cool experience. Uh, it was it was I think right I think it was right after I signed with Major League. And I went to watch one of his competitions in California, mm. and um, I got to meet him. So you you never got to compete against him, actually. Never competed against. Him. Okay, he he still seems. I mean, I I know he had his whole deal with Major League Eating and and uh, contract whatever dispute going on, but uh, he still seems to be in it. He still seems. I mean, you know, he he still seems to do it, and I know he had something going on with his jaw, but uh, I wish yeah. I, w- I wish that could be worked out. That'd be awesome. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I, yeah, I mean, just to put my two cents in, it's hard for me to weigh in because he was before my time. Yeah, and um, I, I, I've never talked to him personally about it. Um, I can just look from the outside in. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I, I the way I look at it is, I think it's um, equal blame all around. Major league game, and he yeah. just couldn't get along, and it was just unfortunate because um, the, the contract isn't the most friendly. I will. You know, attest to that. Yeah. They've, you know, they've got some room to work that to be more favorable. But um, yeah, 
but yeah, I mean, Kobayashi, he's he's remained pretty relevant, which I think is actually an extreme accomplishment because yes! you know the Joey rivalry with Joey Chestnut and other competitors keeps fueling me on, whereas Kobayashi yeah. doesn't have that too much. So yeah, the fact that he can do incredible stuff is really amenable. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I think most uh, folks are pretty aware uh, of how you guys train, how seriously you guys keep in shape. And I actually saw a while back on a Q&A on your YouTube channel. This was like, you know, four years ago, five years ago. Okay. Uh, you said the fastest you ran a 5K was 17.43. That's, Wait, what? That's booking, man. <laughs> like, what, what's your yeah. favorite type of workout? Is running your favorite type of workout? It definitely used to be. And um, I used to have a really um, drill sergeant mentality about my eating. Like, yeah. Um, how how to work off the calories and a lot of it was like you know i eat all this food and stuff and just work it off and just you know kind of like you know you see these bodybuilders eat like ten thousand calories a day like that was my goal yeah like to to hit those numbers that phelps was doing in training yeah really just make my body become this like just you know it's like uh workhorse yeah and um I've, i've learned since then that that's actually very hard on the body oh yeah you don't do like if it's very, it's very hard on the body, and um, especially being someone who's just doing this at home, not all trainers and you know, yeah. all these, you know, dietitians and stuff to yeah. monitor me. So um, I switched my, I switched my gear. I don't, I don't, I definitely running is my main thing mm-hmm. still, but I don't run nearly as much. I, I, I focus more on diet, diet nowadays. Nice. It's easier on the body. I don't eat as much, but I don't work out as much anymore. Yeah. So, um, now yeah, you- I, I used to book it. I was, I was competitive with running, even though I. Now, do it for exercise. now you're you're obviously a big fan. You've got uh your your dog uh Gray uh Husky there. Mm-hmm. Do do you get do you get runs in with uh Gray? Hmm. He doesn't like to do that. I, I tried. And I was actually looking forward to uh you know to um collaborating because you know you know walking your dog. He's a husky. He's like yeah. He get a lot of energy out. I was like, well crap. You know I don't like walking. I'm, I'd like take him on a jog. That'd be sweet. But yeah. He likes stopping and sniffing stuff and he's stubborn <laughs> about that. So. You, so you're like, work out as fortunate as possible. You're like, come on, you're a husky man. That's what you do. You yeah. d- dog race. Come on, jeez. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So now so I've I've seen in a couple of interviews. Uh, you talk about how big into music you are, and I, and I read in one interview mm-hmm. you play. Uh, you've been playing the guitar for a really long time. I've also noticed that in your YouTube videos, you, you you're a lot of times wearing a pearl uh, drum shirt. Uh, do you play both? <laughs> I don't play the drums. No, I, I that I think my girlfriend actually got me that shirt. I think oh. I have a thick shirt, oh. so I, I uh, I've been wearing it ever since. <laughs> and um, so I mean, yeah, so I get that question a lot. I don't. I wish I played the drums. Unfortunately, oh. it's a uh, very loud uh, instrument to get into. <laughs> yeah, if if you're playing the drums, you better live in a house away from a lot of other people. That's for sure. Exactly, and. <laughs> In San Jose, which is basically high density living, left yeah, right. yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say you listen to a lot of different types of music. What are, What are some of your favorite types of music? Hmm. Oh, um, <clears throat> I mean, I do. I do uh, it's very. It's on. I'm I'm stuck in the. I'm in a little time capsule with my music taste generally. Um, I, I listen to a lot of uh, music from like oh four, oh five, oh six. Okay. A lot of um, indie rock. Um, kind of emo style alternative mm-hmm. rock music 
All right. Um, so that, those, those were my golden days, and I, whenever I'm just casual listening to music, that's what I listen to. But um, you know, I sometimes I go I go down the rabbit hole on YouTube and listen to like all like the new music. Yeah. Now, now, do you do do you listen to music before your competitions, or is that just a, a mental yeah, preparation yeah, without before it? Before the competition, for sure. Um, a lot of people like to bring earbuds up. I can't do that. I like listening to the crowd. Yeah, and um, listening to uh, George Shea screaming behind me and everything. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. No, like before the competition, I usually select a playlist. Yeah, when I'm doing like practices and stuff, I yeah. got music blasting. Nice. And um, yeah, anything to um, get pumped up and also at the same time not get too pumped up and get because you don't want to get into your head too much. Yeah. Like before the contest, kind of just want to be you want to be there in the moment. But some like I, 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 it's always funny when I go to Nathan's and I see people there for the first time. Yeah. Like chugging their like energy drinks like three hours before the contest. I'm like, oh man, good luck with that. <laughs> You know, you, you got to keep your energy for the fourth till for like noontime when when you jump on stage. So yeah, uh, yeah music is definitely a big part of my regimen. Nice, nice. Now you mentioned it before. Uh, you you when you started out in competitive eating, you were in college uh, taking classes, and uh, you took a hiatus from that. Correct. Yes. Now, are you planning on ever going back? Maybe after you you retire from competitive eating? Hmm. I, I I would like to. Um, I, so the, the one I was I was really like when I got into the competitive eating stuff, I, I did a lot of courses on nutrition. Mm-hmm. I was really fascinated with nutrition and how to buy everything. And as I studied more into it, I started to deviate to just more being interested in like chemi- chemistry mm-hmm. and general biology. So if I were to go back, I would have to figure out what I would want to go into. It would definitely be in the sciences. Mm-hmm. But um, right now, I'm stupid busy between my YouTube oh, yeah. and trying to keep up with guys like Joey. So yeah. it's not on my scope of things. Um, um, but I, I, I definitely you know, want to keep my mind working. Yeah. Like, just little things like trying to learn other languages and stuff is definitely in my um, scope. Nice, nice. Well, now you mentioned it, obviously. Uh takes up a lot of your time your youtube channel right now you're at around eight million subscribers uh over a billion views what i mean that that's crazy do you get recognized on a daily basis um it happens like yeah i mean it's uh, especially in my hometown san jose yeah a lot of something in the youtube algorithm works geographically yeah um yeah, no, like when I go out to eat and stuff, like the waiter's like, oh, like here's a, here's like a free Coke or something. <laughs> like, thank you for video or whatever. So, uh, no, it's awesome. And, you know, uh, I, I think like, um, like guys like Joey have said this many times, and I share the same sentiment that uh, I'm very lucky to have a job where my my job is to make people smile, to make yeah. people stay better. So, yes! like, you know, at the eating contest, showing up and seeing everybody in the crowd all hyped up, excited, on vacation, whatever they're doing. And then, you know, for myself and my form of my YouTube videos, six yeah. minutes of entertainment. Well, your, your most viewed video uh, was the epic chili cheese fries challenge, uh, yeah, which, right, which right now is about 50 million views. What? Do you have any idea yeah, why that 50, one? When it hits 50, that's going to be insane. Like, I think that's the most viewed like food challenge video on YouTube. And when it hits 50. Yeah. Um, I, me- I remember... Uh, Prius Pete, another big YouTuber, like a couple of his, his hit 10 million, and that blew my mind. Yeah, do you, do you have any idea why people love the the chili cheese fries one so much, or yeah, I 
I mean, I mean, I thought it was really cool, but uh, I actually was yeah, more intrigued by some of the other ones more. Hmm. It's chili cheese fries. <laughs> I mean, it's a, the mountain of fries. There's cheese. Yeah. There's bacon bits. Yeah. There's chili. Uh, I think it's a thumbnail, though. Pe- I, I think the thumbnail looks super epic. Like, I agree with you that I have other favorite videos. The, the cra- the, yeah, the river of cheese is pretty nuts <laughs> going over the side of it. It's, it's pretty nuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, back in March, you attempted to eat 350 packets of Pop Rocks. Wait, what? As soon as I yeah, saw the freeze frame <laughs> of this challenge, I said, holy crap, that can't be pleasant. Nope. Was that, the, was that one of the most horrible you felt after any of like challenge that you've done your, to yourself? Hmm. It actually didn't. And the only reason why it didn't is because I realized how hard, like that was one of the most impossible challenges I've ever faced. Like, it was so clear-cut to me. Yeah. Like, th- a third of the way through that I'm not going to finish it. Like, there's yeah. no way. Because, um, like, you know, the, the brutal challenges are the ones that you're like, I can finish this if I dig deep. Yeah. And then you get there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, no, it's just, I don't know what, like, I'd have to look into, like, what they put in Pop Rocks and stuff, but it tasted disgusting. <laughs> it was just, it was not pleasant. I was expecting um, to, like, have my mouth all cut up. Like, I think people have done, like, the Warhead Challenge where their mouth gets all yeah. citric acid. Like, but I was expecting that. I wasn't expecting massive flavor fatigue. It was, um... Yeah, that one was probably the hardest challenge I've ever attempted on my YouTube channel, but yeah. I, I felt okay since I called it quits. Yeah, now now that was also your most expensive challenge. Is it still your most expensive challenge? Oh, yeah. $700, $700 for a food video is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yes! like, like, yeah, that was... That was a lot. That was a bullet that I had to bite. Well, now, one that was much cheaper uh, last year after the 4th of July hot dog contest, you tried a challenge that a lot of people had been doing on the internet, which was the 500 grams of broccoli challenge. Uh, it's right, oh, I love that one. Yeah. Right about 1.1 pounds of broccoli. The fastest up to that point was 12 minutes, and you cut it in half. You finished it in six yeah. minutes. Yes! So you told the viewers to go out and try this challenge since it's a healthy challenge. So before this interview, I tried the 500-gram oh, no. broccoli challenge. Wait, and if you want to know the right. difference, if the listeners want to know the difference between a professional and a novice eater, just look at our videos because I'm going to put mine up on Instagram. It took me 23 minutes. Almost four oh, times man. slower <laughs> than you. Uh, my jaw was... You finished it right, though, right? I did. I was very proud because you said at the beginning that two people didn't finish and two people threw up. And I finished. I finished yeah. in 23 minutes. It was just the chewing, man. My jaw was so fatigued. Jeez. I, yeah. I got, I got, like, I got to <laughs> your point at six minutes, and I was like, yeah, there's, nope. there's no way. I'm like, I'm like a fourth through this thing. This is... How did he do that? That was, I mean, you just chomped through that thing, man. You just chomped through it. You made yeah. you made us look like we are novices. It was impressive, very impressive. Uh, I would have tried one of the other ones, but you know, I I didn't think my body could take the ten thousand calories or anything like that. Yeah. So, nope. I went I went with yeah, the exactly. the safer the safer bet of one hundred and seventy calories. Yeah, well, that's a good challenge. It's, it's a fun challenge, and. Um yeah, like, there's a lot of stuff that I do on YouTube that I wouldn't recommend uh, <laughs> people, people trying at home. But the Brocky one seems like a little 
Yeah. As soon as you said that, I was like, okay, here we go. I'm going for it. (laughs) And I, I did not fail as bad as some folks. I will say that I, I 23 minutes, I can do better and I will do better, but, uh, at least I, at least I got through it, man. Uh, yeah. Now, aside from the broccoli challenge, uh, what would you say is like a typical recovery for these challenges? Like the chili cheese fries challenge. How do you recover from that? Because hmm. I'm, I'm, I know you don't go in the next day being like, man, I could go for that again. Like, how, how do you typically uh, change your your daily, uh, you know, habits from that? Usually, I, I, um, water is your best friend. Yeah. Because, um, because I mean, it, it aids with just if you don't drink enough water either during it or after it, like it's literally just like to be kind of grotesque or like a brick in your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. To, to help everything move along or whatever, um, you got to drink lots of water, keep hydrated. Um, for some of the challenges that are uh, very imbalanced, like um, like some of the sugar challenges I do, yeah. I, I try to sneak in like some sort of like um, like um, amino acids or protein or something. That yeah. Help it along. But it's really just... Um, my two rules really are just drink plenty of water, take my vitamins, rules. Uh, drink plenty of water, take my vitamins, and get a sweat going. Just mm. go out, get a run, wear a jacket so you sweat a little extra. Yeah. And um, just try to just try to help your body get back to normal. That's really all it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, it's definitely it's definitely got to be intense for one of those huge challenges, man. That's a that's a huge volume of food. Yes! Huge volume. Uh, last question. Uh, well, set of questions. I, I ask this to all my guests, uh, but I feel like it's especially important for you. That's right. Uh, first, I, you still consider San Jose is your hometown, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So if I was going to San Jose and asked you where I should eat, hmm. what would be some Matt hmm. Stoney recommendations for San Jose that you would say, yeah, that is, that's that's classic right there. You got to go there. Ooh, classic San Jose. Um, <laughs> well, we have great pho here. I don't know if you're familiar with pho. Oh yeah. But, um, the Viet, the Viet, the Vietnamese food in San Jose is bar none. Oh. Uh, so there's a handful of Vietnamese restaurants around that have great pho. There's a small one. Um, I mean, I don't know if you're just looking for restaurant names or whatnot, but um, yeah, pho. I, I think you can't go wrong with okay. a lot of places that you go here. Also, burritos. Yeah. Burritos are. Mexican food here, but for whatever reason, even my brother, he traveled around the country eating a bunch of places, and he's like, I, I came home and wanted a burrito. Yeah, yeah. Well, my so, brother goes to San Jose a lot for for work, and that's what he always talks uh-huh. about is getting burritos when he goes to San Jose. So <laughs> I, I, I got to put so it weird, in. but yeah. Now, the interesting yeah, so. thing, I had Common Kings on the show a little bit ago, and, you know, they're they're down in Orange County, and they actually were bragging mm-hmm. about the the pho down there. So, I don't oh, know. Oh, I don't think so. No? I, I don't think so. Oh, okay. No, San Jose, I think, has got, like, the highest Vietnamese population outside of Vietnam or something. Like, okay. All right. We have so many. It's... You come in. You can. You can. You can weigh in. I, I guarantee you, it's better here. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna try both. I'm going <laughs> Orange County, then I'm going to San Jose, and I'm seeing who has the best pho. But that's good recommendations, okay. man. I appreciate it, uh, Matt. Sure. I, w- I want to thank you for coming on the show today, man. I really appreciate it. Yes! 
Yeah, no, awesome. Yeah, it was great to talk to you. Yeah, listeners, you can check him out, of course, on his YouTube channel or his Instagram, Matt underscore Stoney. Matt, good luck with all the competitions this year, especially Coney Island, man. Yes! All right, thank you. The Doc G Show, because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Matt Stoney. Yes. Am I right, guys? Matt Stoney. Awesome. I mean, That's pretty good. I mean, I'll be honest. Every time I watch one of his videos, I get hungry. And I know, like, if I actually ate that, I would want to throw up as soon as, like, a minute into it. That's a fact. But oh, yeah. just looking at all that food, I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> I mean, I I got to be the 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 one that made me the hungriest. Thirty pieces of fried chicken. That yeah. one when he yeah, ate it was like the good fried chicken. Too. Oh, it looked good. And they had buckets. He had buckets of gravy. Just buckets oh, of gravy. Yeah. And I was That's like, good stuff. I was like, oh man. It's like, uh, what is it called? Is it Jollibee's? Jollibee's? Jollibee. Yeah. Yeah, Jollibee. Yeah, which which I didn't know. Apparently, really big. It's a Filipino company. I yeah, wish it's we like, had. It's the Filipino McDonald's. I wish we had Justin to ask. I mean, because you know, I don't know. That's, that's how he explained it to me. Oh, he did. <laughs> yeah. Mm, man, but that that thirty pieces of of Jollibee's looked. Mm. Mm. Well, I, mm. Doc, I, I'm impressed that you could eat over a pound of broccoli. Say what? I mean. You know, I saw the challenge and did the Happy Meal challenge, which which we you know I'm gonna post. Yes. Um, but, dude, one pound of broccoli, you're you're insane. Well, I'll yeah, be, that was a lot. I'll be honest, uh, like I like I told you, uh, like about two, about two pieces of broccoli in, I was like, ooh, hmm. this is gonna be a long, long trial here. Yes! This, uh, this, I, uh, mm, I'm not a, like, he just munches right through that stuff, man. I was sitting there chewing on it like, Jesus. And if I tried to swallow early, yeah, I was going to throw up. So I was like, nope, <laughs> nope. So I just, it, there was a lot of chewing. There was a lot of chewing involved. And, uh, yeah, well, uh, hats off to the champion. And hopefully, hopefully... He's going to do well. Good luck on all of those upcoming competitions, especially 4th of July. That's right. We, I'm going to I'm going to have Matt. I'm going to have Let's my Matt Stoney shirt on. And I'll oh, say yeah. right We're definitely fans now. I'll say right now, I sent out an invitation to Joey Chestnut for the show. What? And Joey did not oh. did not come on the show. So guess what? I hope Joey Chestnut loses until Screw he comes you, on Joey. this until he comes on the show. Yeah. I don't. I'm uh, a Matt Stoney, number one fan, right here. Yeah, right here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, guys, it's time for the last birthday suit. Here yeah, we go. We, we got you. Got something other than sports? You got, nope. You got Dave's gonna myself. get it in like five seconds. No, I, I, I think. I mean, I'm not trying to take away from you, Dave, but it's sports. But I think hmm. Claude may get this one. I don't know. Okay. Here, okay. Here we here we go. Born May twenty. Allen Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when Allen Iverson's birthday is, uh, but it's not May twenty second. Nope. Um. Anyways, <laughs> born May twenty second, nineteen fifty nine, in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, he grew up in a Jewish household, 
and went to Reform Temple, and after his bar mitzvah, he attended Hebrew school twice a week. Growing up, though, he loved basketball and was also a, a very good student. He ended up going to Princeton, where he played basketball for the team. Hmm. In his sophomore year, a coach from the Israeli kibbutz recruited him to play in Israel for the summer. He graduated in 1981 from Princeton and immigrated to Israel, where he served in the Israel Defense Force and also played in Israel's Super League. Hmm. In 2002, he was appointed the head coach of the Maccabee Tel Aviv basketball team. In 2007, he was appointed the head coach of the Russian national basketball team. Mm. And in 2014, he was hired as the head David coach. David Blatt. There you go. There it is. <laughs> Hi- oh, man. I- Took me a minute. Hired as the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2014, was fired by the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2016. David Blatt, yes, and he is back coaching in Israel, actually. Yes, yes. Hey, I didn't know the little Princeton fact. Yeah, went That's to Princeton, cool. graduated from Princeton, played for Princeton. You know, but it is. I mean, it was quite a curveball when he came into the NBA. Everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah!" And they're like, he, no. "He he came in at a terrible situation." I have to say, it was just a, a bad luck of the draw for him. If, with any other team, you know, most any other team, he would have had, had time. A shot. Yeah, he would have had time to grow. There was no yeah. time to grow when you have LeBron James on your team. Yeah. I mean, you read it. Listen to that, like, rise to how he got to that point. I yeah. Mean, if that, you know, like I said, look at the draw. If he, if he lands with any other team, that rise may still be going. Yeah, I mean, he went, you know, he went assistant, and then he was head coach of a team, then he went to another assistant. I left out a lot of the stops on the way, actually. There are all kinds yeah. of other stops on the way. But, uh, yeah, so he's, he's still coaching. He's in uh, Euro League coaching right now. Yeah. And also, uh, he uh, got a uh, bronze medal in the uh, 2012 Olympic Games as a coach. So left, well deserved. Left that out as well. But there you go. There you go. Yes, hats off to David Blatt, who is yeah, happy birthday. Turning happy birthday, David Blatt. Turning 60, the big 60 for David Blatt. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, happy birthday to David Blatt. Nonetheless, guys, we have reached that time that I got to tell you about all the awesome shows we have coming up because we do have some awesome shows coming up. Yes! Uh, next <laughs> next week, the Sheepdogs coming on the show. I can't wait. Sheepdogs, uh, uh, Heath, uh, Claude, our good friend Heath and lead singer yes. of the Big Thunder Rumblefish. Uh, he is a huge, huge Sheepdogs fan. And I told him maybe I'd try to slip in uh, maybe after the interview like, hey, you know, if you need an opening act, Big Thunder and the Rumblefish. You know. I don't know. Say what? We have... Sister Hazel coming on the the uh, yeah yeah Sister Hazel, I mean a huge band. I mean most people know them from the '90s song "All for You," but they have so many other jams other than that. 
and uh, they're still making great music. And yeah. one of the things I want to talk to them about is actually the Rock Boat. That's right. They were one of the first groups that ever came up oh. with with a uh, cruise where they brought on bands. And not only that, Dave, but they have had experienced the Rock Boat with none other than Andy Frasco. That's what I was thinking. Three years in a row they have experienced Andy, and I want to ask them what experiencing Andy is like. Mm. Full full, (laughs) full head-on Andy has got to be intense. And we've also... We've also got My Hero Zero, so we have got the guest a-coming. It's going to be a very good several weeks coming up, guys. But until next week, I've been your host... Doc G with me as always. Dave Burles Berland. Man, this was a fun one. Guys, check out the video on my Instagram of me doing my food challenge. Yeah, I'm going to repost at, it on. Yeah, I'm, at David Berlin underscore. There you go. I'm going to repost it on the Doc G show. But also with me, co host Claude, fly till I die, Lathan. Yes. Glad to be on here again this week, and uh, don't forget to go check out Dave's video and put the underscore. Yes, the underscore is tough. Every <laughs> Very t- important. <laughs> Every time I'm adding Dave on anything on Instagram, I'm like, where the f- is he? I know, I know I'm know, i following him. Where? Oh, underscore. I there know. it Someone is. Someone freaking took my, na- <laughs> took my name. Mm. Steelers. legally changed to the underscore. Steelers. That basketball player took my name. Dang him. Dang him. Ben yeah, Gordon. Stupid Ben Gordon. Nevertheless, oh, until next week, guys, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah.